Hello, everyone. Welcome. It is the Reader Copy Podcast for June 14th, Wednesday. <laughs> my name is Chris. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, welcome on everyone to the podcast. Hope you guys are having a warm summer. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Uh, it's summer, like you said. Yeah. So I'm uh, in, a, I'm in a mood to like rearrange things. Oh, summer cleaning, as they call it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm like a season behind. Yeah. I want to rearrange. I want to feng shui my room. Like literally like look up the book, like feng shui stuff. Or like yeah. you just reorganize in general. Just put it in an optimized layout. Okay. Yeah. And I've watched YouTube videos. After YouTube video, yeah. It um I think my room doesn't have an optimal way. You need to hire an interior designer for one room. Well, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> it's just there's there's um my layout of my room. Yeah. Yes, has has some obstacles that I, I can't really work around. Your furniture? Or no, you so about? like um my room is a basic room. It's four walls. That's how rooms typically are, sure. Sure. Okay. Some rooms have more. Yeah. Um, but the, I only have one wall that is just wall. <laughs> What do you, what does that mean even? So like one other wall is just completely closet. So it's like from end to end, it's just sliding door closet. So I can't really block those. La-di-da. Wow. You have like an entire closet that's They're not, it's walk-in. not deep. It's not, it's not walk-in. <laughs> Um, and then one wall has a window in the middle. So I don't really want to block that window, right? Okay. Forget sunlight in, sure. And then another wall has two doors on it. Yeah, that, that one is strange. is an entrance. One is an, a door to my bathroom. To your toilet, yeah. So it's like, I can't block those doors. So now it's really like the puzzle of rearranging my furniture. And I have three main big furniture pieces. My bed, uh, and then I have like a, a desk a table thing. Sure. And then a, a TV, like on a TV. TV stand entertainment center yeah yeah so how do i rearrange those without blocking any of the other things that have to have like space for i don't know you'll have to like draw it up do you get an architecture table figure it out get some draft paper i've lived here for a while now sure over a year and a half and i've, I've rearranged my room several times to find the ideal way and each one has a little bit of an issue like you're blocking the window or it's just like yeah, you're right next like, to uh, a door or something yeah or like i my bed is next to my desk which I don't want, like because right. uh, then I don't have room for a nightstand or something. Yeah, I don't know. I, I my room's slightly different from you. I don't have that extra door, but I I like rearranging my room. Actually, like it's an activity, it's a hobby for me. Actually, I like it. I like thinking about it. Like this could be just you like putting it the wrong way so you could fix it. No, <laughs> no. It's just when I'm living in it, when I'm sitting in a chair or laying in my bed. I could this could be ten percent better. I can visualize it. I don't, right now. From your bed, you cannot see your TV. Yeah, but I have a chair. That I like I have a bench specifically. But don't you watch TV in bed? No, not really. I mean, I look at my iPad. La-di-da. It's your <laughs> iPad. Multiple devices. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't really like, uh, I don't do that that much, as much. I, it's more of a morning TV thing. That's when I wake up before I have to start my day. That's what that TV is for. No, my TV is always on. Yeah? Even if I'm like asleep. <laughs> that is crazy to me. There's I basically other the people in the room, basically. That's what it sounds like. You like that? I guess some people do that, but I... It, I can't fall asleep to silence. I, I think I can't either, actually. I need I don't need voices. I just need sound. Yeah. So I like the TV. TV sound. Okay. All right. Oh, that, that might be your preference. I like the fan, the, the AC sometimes. I have the fan on, on too. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> you're like sleeping into like a, a bustling room or something you're in the the floor of wall street or something you like it sleep to that i don't like silence anywhere like when i'm working i usually don't like complete silence that's weird yeah um I, it's just it feels empty when it's silent yeah, right alone that's strange hollow that's i think that's a, a symptom of internet age i think people everyone has that and pretty much everyone has that but i was always like that do you think so or was it just now amplified because you have a phone in your pocket all the time there's well TV it's everywhere. amplified yeah but I remember um, having trouble just falling to sleep, um, even as a child. Really? Because our mom would be like, um, your bedtime is like, whatever, nine o'clock. Right? Sure, yeah. And I'm not even one bit sleepy yet. Actually, I've had sleeping problems my whole life too. Yeah. You know that, right? About me. Well, that you sleepwalk? Well, not just that, but like, I, I remember back then we had a new house. I would like walk across the hallways because like, I just can't sleep. I just- I didn't know that. Yeah, I told you that when, I, when we were kids, like I would just get up and like, I don't know what to do. I, I can't sleep. So I'll just get up and walk around, turn the TV on actually in the living room, not even in my room because we didn't have a TV back then. Okay. Yeah. See, like it's, it's I, I, I get because we need the eight hours of sleep or whatever. Yeah. Especially as a child. With, with, with the lights off and your curtains closed. I, it, I can't fall asleep that way. That's crazy. You're just, a, uh, I think you're adjusted to that, but that's still not optimal. I need to fall asleep to like an old sitcom or something. That you've seen so many times in your sleep? It's like a comfort blanket. Yeah. It's like a binky or something. It's right. like a, a blanket. You're sure. Yeah. I'm like falling asleep and I'm hearing like Ross and Rachel argue. Okay. Seinfeld's in there. That's kind of good. Jump. That's a good sleep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I I had to train myself to fall asleep in the dark too. I like, just because I, I like the light on typically, that's yeah. how I like to sleep, but I had to force myself to, that's what they say, like pitch black, blackout curtains. Oh, and I tried that's to- That's my biggest fear. I, I tried to do that. Oh, we talked about this earlier, like yeah. sleep deprivation tanks. No, thank you. Yeah, you're not into that idea? No. I don't even like that, just like falling asleep in the dark. You, now you're going to trap me in there? With water below you. No like, thanks. I think there's also the thing that like your head is slightly submerged underwater, right? So it, your mouth is- above water but it really feels like you're just like in the ocean kind of because it's salt water sure yeah you're floating that way too yeah but I, th- I'm, I know I'm gonna see things I don't wanna see I hear yeah you get like hallucinations yeah. and you you're uh, you confront dark deep secrets in you or whatever you, or you just hallucinate fun things too I'm in the generation where you you suppress your feelings down <laughs> That sounds like a Gen Z type thing, actually. Like keep you, it away. Don't don't tell people what you think. That's so. That's actually that's the old person way and the young person way, right? Well, how is that the young person? The way? old person way is you just keep it to yourself, right? Yeah. The young person stuff is you just turn your phone on and you. That's what you're doing now. I'm not thinking about your feelings. You're looking at what's on TikTok. Yeah. TikTok me. TikTok me. I know. Uh, I, what I heard about um, feelings. Yeah. Is feelings? that um, actually because. People like say like, you should talk about your feelings, right? Therapy, sure. Yeah. And I think, yeah, you should, but not only talk about your feelings. Because when you're talking about your feelings, you're not feeling them. And it's almost like in a weird way, you're ignoring it, your feelings. You're pushing back feeling them. So by just talking about it, you're not sitting in your feelings. So you should kind of sometimes allow yourself to just sit in your feelings. Do you though? Huh? Do you though? Yeah. I pop on some Drake. Okay. <laughs> pop it up a bottle Her of wine. <laughs> Lost to yeah. me, okay, and I just let it let it ride. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Drake gets in your feelings. I'll give you that. <laughs> 
That's a uh, number one cure. The ther- I think my therapist advised that. Yeah. Call up on some drink. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I'm in the older age where you just don't don't even do that. Healthy. Yeah, yeah. No matter what, you, there's no right answer. I guess. Well, I I do want to try that sleep deprivation thing too because I feel like that's like a new age thing. It's almost like you feel like you're Doctor Strange teleporting to another reality. It's not just about feelings, it's about like crazy things happen. I don't know. Like no one can hear you. They can, right? If you yell in there or something no but you don't know if they can or not i guess because you can't hear anything right that's true that's the whole point yeah you're deprived the thing is it costs hella money is it sleep deprivation it sounds like like torture is that what it's called sensory deprivation oh okay yeah i think we're <laughs> <laughs> i think i call it called rocking. waterboarding <laughs> Yeah, I got to pay like 90 bucks each session for that. Pay me 90 bucks. I'll wrap you up in a blanket. Deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I, I, my mind is too creative and I'd see things that I wouldn't want to see and I'll never forget. And uh, I'm scared of that. These are the things I want to think about too. Like I, it's extra money that we never had as kids to do things like this, but I want to elevate to that stage where I can go to like a spa or something and yeah. get a masseuse. I've never, I never got a massage from a real professional before. Yeah, I'm, I'm also in that old school age where like just suck it up yeah like stretch d- chiropractors are a scam okay then now we're onto something <laughs> chiropractors i i'm curious if they are a scam because people say they are like the internet's yeah. like bashing them sure but i also think like the good ones are good the the five stars on yelp whatever the, you'll you'll get a real good crack and it's worth it Here, here's what i think everyone that goes feels way better after and i think it's a scam <laughs> so <laughs> I think um, being tired and having a sore back is uh, the result of a hard day's work. Yeah. Since you should fix it though, like, you know, maybe you you do get a hard day's yeah, work. The way you fix it is don't think about it. Stop complaining. Get back to work. No. I think it's, <laughs> it's to pay to someone to touch you. <laughs> I can pay, I pay a lot less than that. <laughs> Who's I, your masseuse? What I do want to try is um, cryogenic chamber. Oh, what? To live until a thousand no, years from now? <laughs> Not that it's just like uh, you know the really cold chambers where it says your head is above the thing. Yeah, and you're in there for like ten seconds only, but it's like super cold and it blasts you and like the metabolism boost and all that stuff. That I think is real. Really, I talk yeah. about getting your money's worth ten seconds for something. Like, how much does that cost? Is it ten cents? How much is it? I think the benefits of it are higher than maybe a chiropractor. What do you think it is? Like, like less inflammation? Yeah, it just shocks your body. It's like a hard reset. Hey, you're cold. Yeah. Hey, what? Well, what are you doing? We got to get back to work. Get, get your energy up. Like right. your, your body's like, oh, uh, crank the gears. We don't know what's going on. Sound the alarm. Do you think it's like an evolutionary thing? Like, you know, when our caveman ancestors were freezing the ice age, it's like, like preserve your body. And then when you're warm again, it's like, oh, you're actually, you're more awake than ever. Is that what it is? It's like, you're a bear coming out of hibernation. Maybe like that. It's like, it's super cold. Yeah. We're all of a sudden in the ice age. We need to um, start burning the fat that we have stored okay we're in a hibernating state so it's like hey let's uh start burning the fat we don't know how long this is gonna be the i know it's 10 seconds while my body does it right let's start uh we're going shifting gears into survival mode okay yeah, it's like an ice bath too right i reason myself into believing it but still yeah I could just take a cold shower, right? So it's not cold enough. You know, what about those, you know, when athletes go into just a, a trash can yeah. <laughs> of, of like a bunch of ice? Of trash? 
Well, they said the mud pile survive. Trash. Yeah, you know, that's enough. Maybe that that makes sense. You're building me. antibodies. Really? <laughs> it's science. I would do that though. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'll wait for your review of it. All right. I'm, you do the tank thing. Yeah. I'll do the 10 second ice bath thing. And we'll see who has more hallucination. Okay. Uh, why don't you explain how the show works? Here at Read a Copy, we split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic book news. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. And today we're talking about Flashpoint. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories, which is where we talk about when watching, reading, any entertainment we've enjoyed this week. Let's uh, flash into the news. With the release of Guardians 3 yeah, and the upcoming Marvel's movie, which mm-hmm. I think looks pretty good, I think the MCU is kind of like back in an upswing. Full swing now. We're, uh, we're picking up steam again. Okay. All right. We're a little bit in a nosedive. Wow. In the past couple of movies. But I think we're like, okay, let's, we're, we know what you like. Let's bring it back. Did you hear Hemsworth himself say like, Four, Thor 4 was too silly. Yeah. And he's right. <laughs> yeah. It, it was not a good movie. It was like an excuse for them to hang out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know what that was. With three so good, <laughs> it was just a huge letdown. Yeah, but uh, another movie is coming that I think is also going to be pretty good. Uh, Captain America 4. Yes. This one starring Anthony Mackie. This also has Harrison Ford um, replacing, um, is it William Hurt? That's right. For General Thunderbolt Ross. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have changed the, the subtitle or the name of the movie. The previous one was called New World Order, and now it's called Brave New World. Uh, it's like, it slightly was, different. Generation X. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they show domination. Okay. <laughs> I heard um, Anthony Mackie's out. He's out of the movie. It's oh, really? Hollywood Hogan. Oh, nice. Is, is I like star. it. Yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> um, the reason that most people think they changed the name is because of the New World Order conspiracy theory that has something to do with anti-Semitic yeah. propaganda. And this is news to me. I guess the internet just catches on to conspiracies everywhere. But like, I, I only know it from wrestling. Me too. <laughs> That's what I knew it from. And I, I thought maybe Hogan was the one that was like, I don't like this. Maybe. Put it out on the airwaves. <laughs> So, uh, Brave New World, I don't think it's a better title. Yeah, me neither. It's, I mean, it's reminiscent of the book, Brave New World, right? Yeah. Which is like a dystopian future type thing, kind of like 1984. I never read it. Apparently, it's like a crazy future where they do like social engineering and stuff like that. Sure. And intelligence, whatever. I think um, the director of the movie, um, I think it's Julius Ona, okay. said that both titles are actually referencing Sam Wilson, the character, and his journey through this new world, if you will, uh, how the world is changing and um, it's not going to be the same kind of movie as the previous Captain America movies. It's dealing with uh, stuff that Sam Wilson has to deal with through his perspective. Really? Okay. Um, so that kind of makes sense if you're talking about Brave New World. It is like, I think the world is changing now post-Avengers. Like, there's not even an Avengers team right now. Yeah. And I think the, from what I've seen from behind the scenes images, is the villains are like the Serpent Society, probably. Oh, really? Um, speaking of wrestling, I think Seth Rollins is one of them. <laughs> Who the heck is that? Oh, he's a wrestler? wrestler. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, of course, if there's a bigger villain. Okay. Yeah, not Seth Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's Roman Reigns. <laughs> Is he gonna take him from the ropes? He jumped from the. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess 
uh, New World is in both titles. Like, there's a whole new perspective on Brave New World Order is what they should have called it. Make it longer. Yeah, yeah. Captain America Four, <laughs> Brave New, new World, World Order. Order again. See the sequel. <laughs> new World. It's a new. I mean, the character's name is Captain America. So it's like there's a new America, new perspective Ooh, on yeah. things with his point of view. I think it all makes sense to me. Um, I wonder if it's gonna have that weird dystopian feel to it for some reason. Like what's out there in the world? I don't know. Like a serpent society. Like secret society type thing that is pretty scary. And is it like the deep state like affecting inner work? Like it's kind of run by lizard people. Yeah, like straight up like Hydra again, kind of. It's Cobra. Cobra. Okay. Um, Captain America. Yeah. That moniker. Um, I know it's very like United States. He's from the United States or whatever. Definitely. But technically the entire like Western hemisphere is an American continent, right? South America, North America. Yeah. I would like to see representation of more of that. Like he's not just fighting for the United States or whatever. And his costume is different now too. Oh, really? I mean, it's red, white, and blue, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But that's the colors of like Cuba. Is it? I don't even know. Like um, Colombia. It's one of those. (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. I feel like, um, yes, America is Mm -hmm. important. U.S. But it's not like as important to the rest of the world. Yeah, I I, I don't know if it's like narrowing down and just, I think it is just U.S. is what he's supposed to represent. I guess. Because of the red, white, and blue and all that. But uh, he he can't really expand it past them because his name is Captain America. If it is, it's, it's a new world now. Maybe is going to be like a global thing that he's going to... He can travel faster with those wings, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I like the idea of Captain America, whole new world. And we can rip in a little mermaid in there. <laughs> it's Disney. It's all Disney. Brave New World. I wonder if he could paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> what? That song? I don't even know what we're on right now. <laughs> what? That's a song from Pocahontas. Oh, okay. I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. I, this still is, looks like it's going to be coming out in May of next year. It is. Uh, no really delays from the writer's strike, but Thunderbolts is delayed, I think. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that's sad news. Curious yeah. what, what if they have uh, some more writing to do there. Um, Anthony Mackey, are you excited for the Twisted Metal nope. series? Excited is not the right word. I kind of am now. I saw a clip of it yeah. with him fighting uh, the clown guy. What's yeah. his, uh, Sweet, Tooth? Sweet Tooth. It is pretty funny. Like I, I, I'm kind of excited now. I, I thought like Anthony Mackie's was not the right pick at first. I'm I'm only like kind of like the game. Me too. So that's why I'm not that interested. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought they made this already. It was called Death Race. Oh, good point. Yeah. Pretty so much the same idea. Not that interested. Also, the clip they showed, they're not even in cars. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I also think like there's no other characters. Do you know any other character besides Sweet Tooth? I, I know one. Well, I know a couple. Oh, you do? I okay. think there's one that's called like Outlaw, but he drives a cop car. All right. There's one that is, this is the silliest one. And I hope they fit this in somehow. Huh? There's a guy that just has his arms out like a cross and then he has giant wheels on the ends so he himself is the car I can't remember this but he's like huge like like a Godzilla size compared right. to other cars really? or something like that I'm not sure pretty like, dang he's, big he's, he's big yeah, yeah. He, that sounds ridiculous but I'd love to see it on screen I don't know how Um, yeah I, I think they're just gonna have fun with it I remember having the PSP game and loving that one but never the old ones they're um, <laughs> I know we're veering off comics now sure uh, Expendables 4 is coming. Oh, really? At least the trailer. Is uh, freaking Megan Fox in that one? Megan Fox is in it. What everyone's been waiting for, yeah. Yeah, action star Megan Fox. Of course. Um, Huge action star Curtis Jackson's in it. Oh, 50 Cent? Yeah. Wow, okay. I'm a, more, a little bit more excited about that. It's weird because he's the young one. <laughs> <laughs> 
He plays the whippersnapper on the team. <laughs> yeah. He's to, the new guy. You have to get new blood in there, sure. Right. So um, I do like those movies. Yeah. So I'm more excited for that than Twisted Metal. Okay. Yeah, you are old school. I've never liked <laughs> Harrison Ford, who oh, was yeah. in The Expendables, uh, like we said, in Captain America 4, do you think we'll see what that character becomes? I don't want to spoil too much. Um, I think we will. I think Harrison Ford is old now, and I think he's <laughs> I think he's not going to be doing all the extra action things involved. Yeah. And then there's a sneaky way to get around that with that character, right? Sure, yeah. Of so I think uh, it, may be, it might be the perfect role for him to like yeah. still bring in the big bucks. They uh, When they announced that the title was changed, they showed like a image with Harrison Ford talking to Anthony Mackie, but Harrison Ford did not have the iconic Thunderbolt stash. Mustache. Okay. Maybe it's uh, prosthetic. Maybe it's they're gonna add it on. Oh, CGI it on. Even better. Okay. Right. I was thinking just like sticky tape. Right off Henry Cavill, straight onto Harrison Ford. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. These got extra hair there now. No one's <laughs> using it. No important. Well, um, I don't know about the title. I'm still very interested in the movie Brave New World coming out in May of next year. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be good. Has potential. You know what I heard is good. Oh yeah, coming out this week. Still a lot of buzz around the Flash movie. The Flash movie is coming out. I mean, we're doing Flashpoint this week, so right, we're all built around that hype too. But what's weird about it is um, everyone kind of is excited for it. The studio is really behind it. Their main actor is not promoting it because they don't want him to. Yes, I think uh, they want Ezra Miller outside of the camera, just on screen, right? right. Not not talk to any journalist because yeah. it could be dicey. He's not doing any like late night show runs or anything sure um so they're kind of leaning heavy towards um like michael keaton's batman of course yeah right to, um, to pick up the slack right uh i i am excited for the movie i've heard positive things that more than what i w- originally expected i heard it's pretty funny and then gets pretty serious by the end really okay yeah so i i, I want to watch it but the studio thinks it's, it's one of their better movies james gunn said it's like one of the best comic book movies of all time yeah i mean it's his company Sazlav said is like the best superhero movie ever, which is uh, a lot to say. Right. Um, and then there's also celebrities buying into it too. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise said it's a great or you know in passing I think he said it was an amazing movie but like, do you think that was like a paid plug because like yeah we can't get Ezra Miller to go out and promote it let's get another star that has nothing to do with this movie to say good things he's on the top of things now after Top Gun so why not get him to say something possibly maybe maybe it was even just like not money thing like a movie making deal or something yeah you make your next movie you know yeah it could be that very well just like uh, friendly to the executives because they need a push, right? I mean, if they're not going to get their main star right out in the open. What's weird is I think I think they said something like James Gunn revealed that like somehow this could still fit in his new DC world, the DC universe of movies. Right. So I don't know. Uh, I need to watch the movie to figure that out. But they really like the filmmaker behind it, the director um, Andy Musietti. I don't know how to say his name. Musietti. Uh, I think he's Italian. I think so. My guess. Yeah. Uh, whether or not the Flash is going to continue on after this. Yeah. I think they still want to work with this director. Yeah, it sounds like uh, they're eyeing Andy for the Batman movie, the the Brave and the Bold. Uh, the new one. The new one, right. Not Robert Pattinson, the one in James Gunn's whole timeline of things. Right, the new uh, Batman. Um, 
I could see him like directing it, but then in my head, yeah, because he's like switching characters and that's going to be its own franchise. Then my head, like the Flash, maybe not would be continuing. Flash, I mean, uh, oh, the, the this character, this yeah. version of Barry Allen and Ezra yeah. Miller. I have a feeling this movie is going to be its own thing and end, and then we'll we'll get a new Flash later on, like pretty far away. I think when he says it's connected, it's like this Flash is rewriting the current universe to allow for my universe to burgeon to exist. Yeah. And we'll just never have this flash on camera again. Yeah. You'll never see him again. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the truth. Um, you, you've always thought of the, the, the idea of Ezra Miller coming back. And I'm not going to hate on Ezra anymore, but it's just like, I don't, I wouldn't do it if I was Warner, if I was yeah. Zazzy Boy. Yeah. N- now that I think about it, and because they're doing everything else new, mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably not going to be Ezra Miller moving forward. But I don't know how his events of his movie, like you said, will spark a new universe or diverse are the viewers like attention to a new universe if because i'm i'm assuming if it's like a multiverse quote-unquote multiverse yeah now we're just watching a different one right right? yeah so his would continue on i don't know i don't know yeah it's it's fuzzy it it's also like infinite possibilities multiverse stuff but with that and everyone's saying it's a good movie then maybe that's a a good landing right that sounds like it'd be hard to do to both make a great movie to start off with and then to have it jump off and to build a new universe to be a a big bang of a new universe yeah you know I mean he has experience he's gonna be directing two Batman already in this movie so true one third I wonder if like uh, Affleck and Keen are like not it (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'd say it all relies on how the audience reacts to the Flash movie. Hmm. If um, the predictions that it's going to be, you know, really popular fall short, they'll probably look around for a different director. Oh yeah, they won't like secure this guy right away. They'll they'll see what what's up. I sure hope the movie is as good as they say, because I mean, even people within their company are like, maybe we're saying too high of praises for this. Maybe we're setting yeah. expectations too high, and my expectations pretty are pretty high dang now. high. Yeah, so better live up to it. Yeah, I've heard mostly good. Things things but then some are like um feels like a disjointed movie oh really yeah just because like they're trying to make it humorous but also serious oh so it's like a back and forth it's the tone thing yeah i would have think it's like there's so many different layers to this right michael shannon's zod's coming back there's a different yeah. super in, right. in in uh in camera and what sucks at least what i'm guessing is um i really like ben affleck's batman oh, yeah. and we're probably gonna barely get him we're probably gonna get him in like two or three scenes yeah in the beginning and that i'm kind of like ah, a little bummed about that I really wish they made him a Batman movie. Oh, I kind of, for, for his sake, I'm glad they didn't. For Ben Affleck's <laughs> nah, sake. I would have risked it. Yeah, okay. I would have sacrificed his health and mental st- stability for it. J-Lo? <laughs> J- he wouldn't be with J-Lo now. That's fine. Oh. Uh, yeah, I think he uh, he's gonna he's not gonna phone it in. I think I think he is still trying to live up to his his own Batman thing, right? With he, he's but, back in the spotlight now. But this will probably be the last time we see him as Batman. I think so too. Yeah, I I don't know if they said he's gonna appear in Aquaman two. Oh right, is that even still happening? <sighs> I, it's supposed to come out at the end of the year, I think, or end of yeah, I think it's supposed to come out end of the year. But I wouldn't be surprised if it just doesn't, or goes maybe goes straight to Max. Because I mean, uh, you know, they they shut down Batgirl when it was almost done. Yeah. But Aquaman is a different story. The first movie made billions of dollars. Yeah, it's like their highest grossing movie of all time. So maybe try to make a second one, right? But like, but it's a weird state when they just bought a company. Like, yeah, money's moved around. Yeah, they have a whole Discovery, strategy. The Zaslav could just be like. 
you know, cut the budget pretty small. Yeah. To the point where like they just can't make a good movie and maybe they just don't do it. It might be it might be a bad movie. It might yeah. I mean I, contractually maybe they're obligated to. Oh, you think so? Maybe to like uh Momoa and all the actors. Yeah. But um I'm not excited for it. Um I'm I'm lukewarm about it. I'm kind of excited for more of the future things with uh James Gunn has in, in books. Yeah. But we have to have some movies before then. Yeah, I'd rather see the Blue Beetle movie before Aquaman. Too. Really? Yeah. If I can only see one, I'd I'll watch the Blue Beetle movie. It sounds like that movie could be part of the new universe too. And uh, yeah. I totally could see that now where it's yeah. just like, it's not a carryover. It was just always in the future already. Yeah. You just didn't know it. Yeah. Right. Uh, I like that idea. Okay. Okay. Um, but that's enough about Batman. Let's talk about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other Batman. This is Matt Reeves version of Batman, the director of the Batman with Robert Pattinson, which is now I think folded into an Elseworlds line of DC. Their sequel has been like picking up steam. Now we have two actors in consideration for possible character a, a Harvey Dent for the Batman. Yeah. Um Two-Face of course. Uh, we're looking at Joel Edgerton and Josh Hartnett. And so there's some rumors that those are the two actors that are possibly going to be cast, like the two the, the companies looking at right now. Um, Josh Hartnett, I haven't seen him in anything in a long time. Me neither. I saw him in like Penny Dreadful, that TV show. Oh, really? Yeah. And I never watched that. It's okay. And then um, Joel Edgerton, I like him as an actor, but I don't see him as this character. Really? As Two-Face? Not really. Um, I see him more as an Uncle Owen type. <laughs> So um, with these two being casted, yeah. when I think of both of them, I kind of think they're kind of always sad a little yeah. bit. Josh Hartnett, especially, like his eyebrows are always down. Like he just seems like every movie's in, he's sad, right? This whole movie is sad people though. For sure. Oh man, I didn't even, <laughs> it's like hella emo, right? Yeah. <laughs> so the, uh, it would make sense. He's best friends with a, a, a Bruce Wayne, right? Or whatever. So maybe it is someone in Bruce's past. It's um, friends outside of superheroing, super villaining. Regardless of who they pick yeah. out of these two, I think they're significantly older than Robert Pattinson. Some, yeah. I think at least like 10 or 15 years older, maybe. I could believe it, yeah. So he would be like an established attorney already. Yeah. Harvey Dent. I mean, it, it takes a couple of years to be a DA. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I wonder if I'm reading this correctly, because when I first read it, I was a little confused. Yeah. It's not like they wanted both of them. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, wait, is one playing Harvey Dent and the other playing Two-Face? And I, I thought that's what it was at first. Oh. Or like maybe we're actually using CGI to push their faces together. <laughs> I thought you were saying like, he'll be the left side of the face and he'll be the right side yeah, of the face. Yeah, that's what I thought. Oh my, oh my days. I could be, I'm, I don't think that's what it is now because I read it again. Right. But I was thinking about that and I was like, could that work? <laughs> <laughs> Who would be the ugly side? <laughs> That's so mean. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't see either of them as like mean characters, though. Yeah, that's the twist, though, right? Like Harvey Dent is supposed to be this established, I think, kind of confident and square guy because he's like a DA. Yeah, and then the turn is with the the big changes. It turns like a gangster at the end. Yeah, uh, you know, in like the cartoon, let's say, right? A mob boss. Let me ask you this: Are you tired of? Like, it seems like they're just using the same characters. I can't think of that many. 
um, different stories with Two Face. If it's gonna be the origin again, it's like the same thing Harvey Dent was yeah. trying to change Gotham while right. Batman wants to quit. Yeah. So I can't. I don't know if that's what else, what other story is there. I mean, Long Halloween. Okay. But sure. Uh, it's just I don't want. Feels like there's a pool of villains that everyone knows of Batman villains, and even Riddler, even though they use him in the first one, is kind of like at the edge of that. He is. Yeah. Yeah. But like Penguin, Catwoman, Joker, Two Face, they know them. And I'll throw you could throw in Bane in there now because of Dark Knight Rises. But it's like, are we always just gonna pick from this pool characters? Can we go beyond that? He has way more villains. He, uh, Batman is almost as famous. Like his rogues guy is almost as famous as he is. Right. So like, who else would you want in there? Let's get some newer characters. Let's get like Hush. Oh yeah. Let's get the Court of Owls. Um, Court of Owls would be great. Yeah. I, I really thought Court of Owls would interplay into the first one already. Yeah. But they could retcon them in. Um, what's uh, the pig guy? Professor Pig. Yeah. You could do that. You could do like Ventriloquist. Yeah. I like the idea of that character. Um, Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Mr. Freeze. There's so many more. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, so I just think like a little disappointed that this is the character they're going with. Oh, really? Yeah. And I'm not saying like he's uh, the main villain yet or anything. Yeah. He could just be part of the story. But um, I hope they, you know, expand Batman lore. I feel like Matt Reeves would, but it seems like he's just digging from the same well now. Playing it safe a bit. I, I wonder if, yeah, isn't the next one supposed to be pretty close to Long Halloween? So maybe they do need a, like he's just a story beat we need. Yeah. We need a Harvey Dent. Yeah. So maybe he'll not be Two-Faced yet. Maybe he won't even change uh, in at all. Of, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, the next movie, you know, it really does seem like um, his villains are going to be in the world of Gotham for a little bit longer. I think you think we need a Catwoman again in the second one or is she gone off? And I mean, she did leave, but she was a really good part of that first movie. Yeah. So I, I would like to see her back. Mm-hmm. I kind of like think she would be in all of them. Right. And then like Riddler is still there and can come back at some ties with Joker. Yeah. So it's like the, the villains are not there for one movie. I think the characters at least you know? yeah yeah it's like a living thing a living world which is real life gotham yeah it's real life yeah yeah because we know joker exists in that world already exactly that's what i mean uh, and then um, i'm excited for the penguin show yeah. yeah yeah um either of these characters or these actors i would be like maybe we keep looking yeah <laughs> Uh, it, it really depends on the tone they're going for. Yeah, I, th- they didn't jump out to me either. Yeah, as a two face. Um, on a side note, the we talked about this I think last week or the week before the shortlist for casting for the Superman Legacy movie. Yeah, I think they're really close to narrowing it down. I've heard rumors that they're going to meet in the next week or two to do like screen tests with these people. Mm-hmm. I think it's like six actors, uh, three actors and three actresses that they've narrowed it down to. Right, and they're going to do like pairings to see which is the the best pair that they feel like is the right fit. Makes sense. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they decided pretty soon and then have a you know a pretty special presentation at San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, that'll be a pretty big announcement. Yeah. I like the idea of like they go there, all, all six actors have to go to the panel <laughs> And then they have like a blind date show going on, like behind the curtain. Like, are you my Lois Lane? Oh my god! <laughs> if I was falling from a building, how would you save me? Right? Yeah. So, how, what article would you write about this Superman character? <laughs> 
Um, I, I wonder if we'll get other announcements too, like uh, if there's any casting for the Brave and the Bold Batman movie or or this Matt Reeves sequel. Yeah, I mean that'd be dope. Maybe there'll be like a full cast appearance of the bat, the next Batman movie. That'd be too big. I'd be really surprised because there's not even like a hint of it yet. Does DC do that where they like have the whole cast? I think they just did for like Justice League. They don't. I don't know if they do like. Yeah, I guess I've never been to a San Diego Comic Con before, so I don't know what I'm talking about. But like Marvel will do it heavy. exactly, like yeah. every movie every big movie yeah yeah last year um during the guardians panel i think the, the actor that played um high evolutionary came like fitted out chitawood would woodji what excuse me chitawood would woodji i and that that's not his name. i think it is <laughs> i don't know if that's how you pronounce it though i doubt it too <laughs> So I'd like to see that again, maybe um, if DC could do something. Did DC try to do something like that with Dawn of Justice? They did? BDS? Yeah. yeah, but no actors were there. They just showed the logo and the whole crowd erupted. Like it was the best thing. And then the movie came out. <laughs> Man, DC fans will eat up anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's it for the news this week. Um, a lot of DC stuff. Yeah, I'm excited for um, what DC is going to unveil at San Diego Comic Con. Hopefully, some a lot of news coming out there. Uh, so, if you want to catch that on our show, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. Just search us in your podcast app or on Spotify and hit the follow button. And of course, if you want to stay tuned to all things Reader Copy, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. All right, the Flash movie is coming out this week, so we're going to dive into the comic book that inspired it, Flashpoint. The Flash is a superhero character that we haven't really um, shine a light on too much. Sure. I think he's appeared in some issues that we talked about, like um, the Justice League stories. Right. But his most popular story is probably this one, Flashpoint. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and it's kind of like the inspiration of this upcoming Flash movie. Um, maybe just by in like a uh, scenario, not exactly like beat for beat. I agree. Yeah, it looks that way. Yeah. Um, a lot of inspiration though. Yeah. I think the whole like idea of it the whole like premise of flashpoint is the same premise of the flash movie yeah with some tweaks just to do what they're, what they're working with right yeah there's definitely changes because um i was i remember reading flashpoint when it came out and surprised at a lot of things me too and also kind of like a little bit of like eh, not so much on other things like i didn't it's not my favorite like event book for dc i agree too i think um there's like some surprise that i loved and then I think the second time reading, like this time now, I'm like, yeah, this is not how I remember it. I remember reading it kind of confused at the first time. Oh, really? Yeah. Just because I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it's like, I didn't know until I read it. It's almost like I was in another world. <laughs> this isn't the world I know. Okay. But Flashpoint, of course, published by DC, came out in um, 2011. And this sparked, quote unquote, the new 52, which is when this story ended, it almost like created a new DC universe for the comics right. called the new 52. 52, where DC pretty much relaunched all their titles back at zero. Yeah, that was a crazy idea, right? Like, some of them, like Action Comics, Detective Comics, have never recited their numbering. Like, it was always, it just kept going, right? Yeah. So they're in, like, the hundreds already. Like, late hundreds. And so they're just like, hey, we're going to zero these out again? It's like, wow, that's that's a bold move. Yeah, it was a marketing scheme. Sure, right? Yeah. And I, I get why you want to do that. It's to get new readers in. It's hard to get new readers in when you're in like issue whatever 300 something yeah so if you say like oh this is issue zero it's a good starting point then you'll get a lot of new readers true yeah so that was the idea of the new 52 um it's spawned
on-off the events of Flashpoint. Um, well, the main character Flashpoint is the Flash, Barry Allen. Versus the point. <laughs> <laughs> um, Barry Allen, the character, I don't think is really portrayed well in on screen. What makes you say that? I love the Flash. I love the Flash, but I like Wally West, oh. the Flash. Okay. And a lot of Barry Allen characteristics we see on screen are Wally West, really, characteristics. Yeah. It's because they look the same. Like, the two Flash <laughs> costumes are hard to tell apart. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, they're, Wally West is more smart-alecky. Yeah. Yeah, and a more younger attitude. Barry Allen is kind of like that, but he's more of a traumatic character, like his backstory, so he's a little bit more serious at times. He's also old. He's I older, mean, yeah. Like, in timeline-wise, in yeah. publication-wise. When DC decided to do the whole multiverse and multiple Earths idea, they did it through the Flash. That's true, yeah. It, I think the um, introduction of the two different Flashes yeah. was like the start of the Silver Age yeah. of comics. Right. The Tin Hat, um, Garrett, I forget the character's name. Jay Garrett? Is it Jay Garrett? Yeah, yeah it is. That, that Flash with a metal helmet. Yeah. And jeans. <laughs> jeans? You just put on a metal hat. Like you put on a plate on his head and it's like, I'm out the door. I get, I get like chafing when I just wear jeans and I'm not even running. <laughs> That's a good question. Do, does the Flash get chafing? Is it so much speed force friction yeah that it's almost like it's just like hovering almost like it's not even touching because he could phase through walls no I think he's hiding it he's just like, every time he gets somewhere he's like, <sighs> does he have like those nipple guards <laughs> okay <laughs> for like the long uh, marathon runners have to wear it's got to be built into his suit right oh that's right yeah some hidden tassels or something um <laughs> so the flash uh flashpoint was written by writer um Jeff Johns I think of Jeff Johns as like the DC guy he's all over it yeah especially yeah. like i wouldn't call it new era because it's been some time now but like um uh old mod- modern <laughs> yeah, yeah he's like the godfather of modern dc <laughs> yeah you could kind of say that actually yeah uh, he's not only a writer uh, for comics, he's a screenwriter and helped produce a lot of uh, DC film and television. Yes, of course. Um, he was the producer for pretty much from like Green Lantern. He was one of the producers for that all the way up to like Wonder Woman 84. So a lot of the DC movies, almost all the DC movies in between those, he was like a producer for. Yeah. I mean, he's had his hand in pretty much all those characters. So it makes sense, right? Right. Uh, speaking of characters, he helped create the characters like... Um, you know, like the other colors of the Lantern Corps? Right. He helped create those. The light spectrum. Um, Kate Kane, which is uh, the more modern Batwoman. Right. He had his hand in that. Uh, and a bunch of other characters that he helped create for DC. Um, he was also producer on a lot of the television shows, like specifically like The Flash TV show. Oh, yeah. Um, that, that like just ended this year. I mean, the first couple of seasons, it was a hit. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. But- They're like, let's let's do eight more. <laughs> They they're just like CGI went no like downhill. <laughs> it's weird because like they called that the Arrowverse because Arrow was the first TV show. Yeah, but then he stopped. They stopped making that show, and the Flash was like kind of like the oldest one there. But they still call it like the Arrowverse. I think it's so confusing. Yeah, and there's other things involved in that now too. Right, um, but I think in the future they want to merge these shows and stuff so they air in the same universe, like everything, like the movies, the video games too. Right, with James Gunn's announcement, I think that'd be super fun if they can really pull it off. 
just you know don't narrow it down for yourselves too much keep it kind of loose I'm okay with that there's a lot more um, DC shows than I realized oh really Um, Jeff Johns was also producer for like Titans which I kind of liked I liked it yeah Uh, you really enjoyed Doom Patrol yeah quirky I forgot Batwoman was a show I forgot Stargirl was a show (laughs) no I I like that show too Uh, and then a show that I heard is pretty good but I never watched is uh, Superman and Lois the newer one oh okay I heard that was pretty good when they like have kids now yeah yeah and I saw some clips and like I think the CGI in it is actually pretty good for a television show really okay for a CW show (laughs) okay there's that caveat (laughs) (laughs) let's not get like out of the world yeah let's know what we're dealing with let's not exaggerate The artist for Flashpoint is Andy Kubert oh. of the famous Kuberts. Uh, his um, Kubert the video game. <laughs> um, you know how like there's a like a line of great Kubert uh, artists. Yeah. Um, he went to the Kubert School of Art, where was established by was it like his dad? I think so. Maybe older yeah. brother. I'm not sure. Something like that. Yeah. Um, he did a lot of work for DC and then helped with the uh, Dark Horse crossover comics. It's like he did the Batman versus Predator comic. I've been meaning to do that on this podcast. It's really good. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I remember they did like a, you know when they do like those fan films on YouTube? Oh, yeah? I think there's like a Batman Predator one. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to look that up. Um, he also did a bunch of art for Marvel. Uh, he did like the ultimate Marvel stuff, like um, Ultimate X-Men, Ultimate Iron Man. He did uh, Uncanny X-Men. And then over in um, DC, he did like uh, Whatever Happened to the Cape Crusader. You know, I think we did that we book. We did that. Yeah, we did yeah. that book. Uh, he did the one of the best Green Lantern story runs, which is Blackest Night. Oh, that was him? Yeah. Oh, okay. And then um, there was a run on Batman that Grant Morrison did that he was drawing. And with Grant Morrison, he helped create a very like divisive character that you either love him or you hate him, Damian Wayne. Okay. I got you. Is it? Are we talking about Batman and Robin? Well, um, or is it just the Batman? I forgot which one it was. There's oh, okay. several, but like the creation of Damian Wayne yeah. was with him. Because I think Batman and Robin, it was actually Dick Grayson and Damian Wayne. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So it's got to be before that. Yeah. Interesting. It was definitely before that. Um, what do you think about Damian Wayne? I think it, it makes sense uh, to have this kind of like uh, assassin type of Batman son. He would be like super good at what he does. And just to have him almost like as a foreigner, basically, right? Yeah. That's what he is. I think that's kind of adds a little twist to it. I think it's kind of fun. I uh, I was kind of against it at first. Yeah. I'm okay with it now. I don't love the idea, but I just felt like a little like uh, insulting to the first three Robins. Okay. Yeah. I, th- I think a Robin insulting somebody makes sense too. <laughs> Because it's, just it's like, like you're a punk kid. They're all punk kids. Sure, yeah. But he's the real blood. True. Like, okay. Oh yeah. Like I see what you're saying. You know now. what I'm saying? Like oh, now you have a real son. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I, I didn't think of that, but. <laughs> But uh, I think after, you know, him being around for a long time now, I do like the stories and the conflicts he has um, with those other Robins, even with Bruce Wayne. We've uh, done Super Sons. That was a fun yeah. book. Yeah. With, yeah. with Damian Wayne. Right. So um, I guess overall, I do like the character. Okay. Nowadays. Um, but anyway, getting into Flashpoint, I just want to kind of sum up Barry Allen real quick. Um, we know from what we've seen in the show, in the movies, his mother is killed at a young age. I think he's like 10 or something like that. Sure. Really young. Yeah. And his father is framed for it. 
Yes. So he grows up without parents after that. Uh, so he devotes his life to becoming not a cop, but like a crime scene investigator. A forensic scientist. Yeah, for, to prove that his dad is innocent. Right, of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one day uh, he's hit by lightning while he's in his lab, which then gives him the power of the speed force. And now he's the fastest man alive. Right. The uh, Flash. The Flash. Um, he then gains the power to uh, run so fast that he can go through time. Time travel. Yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, he learns of a, a nemesis that he has that's from the future. The 25th century. Yeah. Uh, and he has a really cool name, Reverse Flash. <laughs> so he should be like, Heshlef. All right. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Um, and then he realizes like um, his powers, whatever. I'm not sure exactly how it is, but pr- pretty much he created the reverse flash somehow. It's connected to him. Right. Okay. To the speed force. Speed. Fo- the speed force is like, it's like Star Wars is the force. It's right. just like in everything, but yeah. he, they too can channel it. Right. Just like other speedsters, they kind of channel the speed force. Some are stronger than others. Like I think Wally West can channel the speed force, but he's not as fast as Barry Allen. Oh, is he not? I didn't know no, that. Yeah. I didn't know what the levels were. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, I think what we real we learned later down the line in the Flash comics is Reverse Flash actually went back in time and killed Barry's mom. Oh. So it was like a retroactive revenge. Okay. Which is weird because it creates the Flash. That story. Like he want his he wants revenge off Barry Allen. So he goes further in time before he was even the Flash to kill his mom. What the So it's um a paradox. Yeah, kind of kind of right? yeah. It's like you don't like the Flash because he created you and yet you created the Flash. The hell? <laughs> So the original timeline we kind of never see in the comics, I think is the idea. Kind of, yeah. So anyway, we're going to do like the first three issues of the Flash, uh, Flashpoint. It's, I don't know how many total issues are, but it's kind of long and um, a lot of things are going on. But we're going to kind of streamline it a little bit. Yeah. Because Barry Allen, at this point, he's the Flash. He's part of the Justice League. He's he's all good, right? Right. Hero. Uh, everyone loves him. Barry Allen is thriving. Right. Um, but then he wakes up uh, after a long day of, what is it? forensics yeah the crime scene guy svu type things yeah law and order uh and apparently like he's been working so hard that he can barely stay awake at work and uh he says like um the his boss i don't think it's a chief oh but he's like hey you can't sleep at work and he's like uh i've been working so hard on these on the trying to solve these um murder cases or whatever right yeah and then on TV pops up that there's a crime scene going on. And he, when he looks, it's Captain Cold, right? That's one of also his other, like, in his rogues gallery of villains. Right. I remember him from the TV show. He was played by the guy that was in Prison Break. Right. He's got Kanye glasses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he pretty much has, like, a freeze gun. That's his whole thing. His yeah. whole deal. So Barry starts running. He's like, I got to stop him, right? Get away from the police station so they don't see I'm the Flash. Yeah. But he can't run as fast as he normally he does in fact he falls down the stairs and he like he doesn't know what's going on like why am i stumbling why am i not already there right (laughs) he's super slow and then someone helps him up uh and he's shocked to see that it's his mom his mom is alive and in front of him and is like what what are you doing here and he's it's like a revelation like he can't believe it yeah and then he says like well where's dad yeah well and he's telling him now like your dad died three years ago from a heart attack and this is all like gibberish to him like he doesn't it doesn't make sense at all logical sense no. like his mom's alive his dad's dead it's the twist of what his he knew is his reality and then he says like I think he's like I, I don't 
care as long as you're alive. Like, I'm not going to question this really. He's like, fair trade. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he goes with his mom outside and he's like, mom, I don't know how you're here or how you this is happening right now, but I got to confess to you. I'm the Flash. And she's like, oh, that's cute. What's the Flash? <laughs> he's like, you know, the fastest man alive, part of the Justice League. And her face is just like blank. Like, I don't know what the Justice League. She's like, you know, like Superman. She's like, I don't know who that is. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Batman. And she's like, oh, I know Batman. And then we see Batman cut to Gotham City and he's swinging around, but it's like a different costume. He's rocking like red eyes. He's got red instead of yellow and his logo on his chest and his utility belt is in red and he's just like slicker and cool. Yeah. Like he's got like, his cape is like pointier yeah. in the shoulders, which I always thought was kind of cool with this Batman, but he's chasing down not Harley Quinn, but this character called Yo-Yo. Kind of similar character. And... Um, he's really hunting down this character across the rooftops. We see wide shots of the buildings and they say across them, Wayne Casinos. So like, right. Wayne, Bruce Wayne doesn't have casinos. He's like, a, you know, he's got a corporation. Yeah. No, no, these casinos and saw that, but she, he's really like hunting her down, puts her to the ground, is, is yelling, where is the Joker? And Yo-Yo, this character... Doesn't want to say anything. She's like, you're not going to hurt me. I know you. He takes out um, one of his batarangs. He's scraping like, she's wearing like protective goggles or something like that. But he's literally like cutting them open with his thing. Almost like torturing her, tormenting her. Like, you're going to tell me where the Joker is. Really invoking fear. You don't really get this typical Batman, right? And straight up just tosses her off the ledge right. of the building. She's falling like all the way to the ground. And she is saved at the last minute by Cyborg. Cool. And uh, Cyborg plays the hero here. Here. And um, after saving her, jumps up to the top of the building and yells at him like, how could you just toss a woman to the ground like this? You, it seems like you do this often, tossing your villains almost to their death off the building. <laughs> yeah. Like you go to this spot specifically a lot. Right. Uh, and then he even says like, you shouldn't have caught her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, let her hit the ground. And Cyborg is there actually to talk to Batman and he's actually trying to recruit Batman because he's not there alone. He's there with like this whole, it's like a random mishmash of characters and they're there to try to form an alliance because apparently there's a giant war going on in Europe. It's a, a feud between the Atlanteans, right, Aquaman's people, and the Amazonians, Wonder Woman's people. Right. Uh, it's a huge war. Uh, Aquaman has sunken almost all of Europe yeah. and flooded it. And Wonder Woman has taken over the UK and named it New Themyscira. Wow. And everyone here in America is like worried that like this war is never going to end and it's going to spread and pretty soon it'll be here and we won't, we can't stop them. Like Wonder Woman, the Themyscirans and the Atlanteans are like the strongest beings around, right? Right. Yeah. There's nothing we can do to stop them unless we all work together now. And it's like some heroes, some villains here that are trying to get Batman to join them. They're forming kind of like a somewhat of a resistance or like a team together, right? Um, it's a weird group of people. There's like Metamorpho, but she's a girl in this one. There's right. uh, Shade, the Changing Man. Captain Cold is here. Right. Um, and then there's like the Shazam families there. All the kids, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird enough because it's like some of them are like, we're only going to do this if Batman's in. Because if he's not in, then we're, we're not going to win anyway. Yeah. So they're all arguing like that. And they're all saying like, well, if I'm in, then I, I don't want that person in. And if that person is, I'll be out. Right. Um, and then um, the Green Lantern here is not Hal Jordan or John Stewart. It's the original Green Lantern of the sector. Uh, Aban Sir, is that his name? That's right. Yeah. Uh, and he's there. Um, and Batman, he sees all this fighting and stuff. And he's like, I'm out. 
it sounds like he never wanted to be on the, on board in the first place. Yeah, he's like, I'll make it easy for you guys. I'm out. <laughs> he's like, uh, his, his fingers are touching right now. He's across the table from an entrepreneur. He's like, for that reason, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, we come back to um, Barry. Uh, he's driving now to Gotham City to find Batman. Of course. Because like, Bruce is the only one that will know him. Because apparently this world doesn't have like a Superman or, or Hal Jordan or whatever, right? But it's weird because it's funny. He's stuck in traffic. And this is like so out of the world for Flash. Like, of course. He hates it. <laughs> this must be like a snail's pace for him, right? Yeah. I think the Flash probably has the shortest attention span of anybody. <laughs> Uh, he finally makes it to Wayne Manor, but it is like run down, wretched, decrepit. Looks like no one's been there in years. Um, he's looking for Alfred. Alfred's not there. Uh, he knows how to get to the Batcave, though. Right. So he sneaks down to the Batcave, um, and he's looking. Like, it doesn't look like the Batcave that he knows. It's just like a cave with a regular wooden desk there. It's not like the fancy computers that Bruce has, right? No gigantic computers. No Batmobiles, right? right? No gigantic dinosaur or Big Penny. <laughs> exactly. None of those things. And then he's like, um, Bruce, where are you? And then Batman appears and like throws Barry like across the table, breaks the table. He's fighting him. He's like, how do you know about this place? How did you get here? Who are you? Right. And Barry Allen's like, dude, it's me. It's Barry. Bruce, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. And then Batman's like, why did you say that name? <laughs> he can't believe it. <laughs> Marathon. <laughs> um, so Batman is like he's frozen, so like he's like, why? How did you come up with that name? And is saying that. And Batman says Bruce is dead. Yeah, and he's looking around and he's realizing like this is not Bruce. This is Thomas Wayne, his dad. What? And that was like the biggest revelation in this comic. Like I remember when I was reading this, I was like, that is crazy. That is sad and cool. <laughs> yeah. And he realized, like, it was Bruce that was killed all those years in, in the alley. And it led Thomas Wayne to become this Batman. And this Batman is, we can kind of guess, he's, like, more hard-edged, right? More militant about everything. I mean, I don't think he has a lot of friends. You know, he's, like, right, very yeah. sad. It's all about. And he, he can't believe that he's calling up Bruce this whole time. Uh, he's making him mad. You keep talking about Bruce. He, like, breaks Barry's arm. And he's, like, throwing him around. And he's, like... Trying to like crush him a little, like really like just kill him, right? He straight up did like this, the wrestler move with the hand on hand. Yeah. <laughs> and while he's doing this, Barry, his like head of memories, like his thoughts, it's like getting scrambled. Yeah. And he's telling him like, where I'm from, it's you that died and Bruce lived and became Batman and became a crime fighter, right? Right. And he was my friend. And there I was known as the Flash, the fastest man alive. Uh, I'm kind of a big deal. <laughs> must not know about me yeah so he pulls out his ring right he's like here let me show you oh he's at the ring the whole time and the ring pops out a costume let's where here flash keeps his costume right right but it's not the flash costume that comes out it's the reverse flash costume that comes out what the heck and he just holds it in his hand and he takes it as like a a warning a calling card that who did all this it was reverse flash right it's like it must have been him he went back and changed history and butterfly effect everything what the hell uh and that's why like my mom was alive but like i'm not the flash i don't have powers and bruce is killed and we don't have all these other heroes there's no justice league and uh he's talking to thomas that like i need your help to get my powers back so that i can stop reverse flash and kind of fix the world again and thomas is like you mean bring 
back Bruce. He's going to be alive. It's like all he heard, really. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, but you'll be dead. He's like, I don't care. If Bruce is back, I'll help you. Okay. And all, all it all starts with the Flash getting his powers back. And he says, I have a need, the need for speed. <laughs> What he needs is to reenact the accident that gave him the powers in the first place. Of course, yeah. And the way he got it was he was hit by lightning. So they go up to the top of Wayne Manor and they pretty much build like an electrocution chair. Yeah. Like with just like a rod sticking out because it's like a thunderstorm right now. And Barry's like building this chair. He's like, yeah, so I'll just get shocked again. And I'll get the tap into the speed force again. And Batman's like, yeah, you crazy. <laughs> Straight up, like, he's telling all this whole tale, and he's also like, what are these chemicals? What the heck is yeah. all of this? Um, and then, luckily, a lightning strike does happen, and it electrocutes uh, Barry Allen, right? Right. Um, all the chemicals spill on him. He is, like, taking the full brunt of, like, this lightning strike. And then when um, Batman looks at him, he's not the Flash. He's, like, burnt to a crisp. <laughs> right. He's got uh, third-degree burns on 75% of his body, and he's... Uh, Batman, Thomas Wayne, all he could do is just bandage uh, Barry Allen up. All like he looks like a mummy right now because he's right. like now he's totally just on a covered hospital bed. And then uh, he like comes to you and he's like, "Okay, I gotta try again." And Batman's like, "Are you crazy? It's not gonna work. Like you barely survived this one." And Barry says, "Like I gotta keep trying because his memories are starting to fade oh. and merge with the memories of this reality." Right. And if I don't, if I lose all my memories, I'm not going to know that this world is wrong and I'm not going to know like to fix it. And he even says like, and I'll forget about Bruce. Right. And then Thomas is like, all right, get up. I'll carry you up there. there. (laughs) And they, they slowly get up to the rooftop again. And crazily, he just gets back into the electric chair. Once again, he's hit by lightning, but this one's so strong that it even blasts kind of um, Batman off the ledge. Yeah. And he's falling down. And it's one of those things where he's about to fall on like a gate spike. Oh, yeah. Right? That's how a lot of people die in movies. Final Destiny. But then um, Barry Allen, it's like the lightning charges him up and he's returning into the speed force and he runs out and catches Thomas Wayne before he lands on the gate. Just in time to save the day. And even even Thomas is like, well, okay, you're right. You are the Flash. <laughs> he's got superpowers. Slow, uh, surely, but slowly but surely, his skin gets healed back into like 100%. Right. Um, uh, back to normal, basically. And he's like, okay, um, I'll need a costume. You have enough material here that I can just build a new one. And it's kind of like a, a zip zip, like kind of drawing and he's just like in costume already of course <laughs> yeah uh he's got the whole uh flash costume back on and um they have to like look through like how to find the reverse flash now right so his plan is like well we gotta form uh a team again right yeah we gotta, we gotta get the band back together it seems like reverse flash's plan was to make sure the justice league did not it's get just, created right yeah um so he says well we gotta start with the big guns we have to find clark right mm-hmm. and he says like was there any kind of uh rocket crash around the time bruce died like because they're around the same time frame of course and he says like oh yeah but it hit metropolis and it was like a huge explosion yeah so he's like let me look it up in the computer and he's looking it up and his computer is like the first computer ever built (laughs) (laughs) it's got it's on dial up yeah (laughs) even barry's like is this your only computer (laughs) like this man is not techie like bruce wayne is it makes sense actually (laughs) 
<laughs> and he says, like, yeah, the rocket landed on Metropolis, kind of like wiped out the city, but there's no one in it, right? Um, and he says, like, well, there, there, Flash knows there was someone in it. Of course, so we have yeah. to find that person. Some secret info the government is keeping from us, right? So who can hack it? This computer is not going to do it. Who can hack into the government <laughs> files? And Batman's like, I know a guy. Cut to them meeting Cyborg. Of course, the human computer, right? And Batman basically explains this is Barry Allen. He's from a different universe. He is the Flash. Yeah. In the whole scenario. And then um, uh, Cyborg's like, okay, if I do this, then Batman, you're joining us. You're joining the resistance to help fight the war. And he's like, okay. Because <laughs> if this works, there's going to be no war anyway. But he doesn't tell him that. He just is like, I'll join you if you help us now. Batman basically would just like like a wink to the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so they're, they're lying, right? That they're going to, both of them are going to join the resistance to fight off Atlanteans and Amazonians. So um, Cyborg does his thing. He scans the government files, realizes there's a base hidden under Metropolis that um, they call it like the Superman Project. Yeah. And there's different subjects down there. And apparently that's where they kept the person inside the rocket. So they go down under the sewers of Metropolis and they break in um, to this facility. They see one of the subjects and it's just bones now. Yeah. And it's he says it's canine bones. Dog bones. So it must be crypto, right? Right. Okay. And then they finally reach uh, subject number one and it's this giant vault, right? This door that's like huge and it, it's, it has a Superman logo on it. Of course. Okay. Right? And there's so many guards um, protecting it but Batman's like I'll take him out and then he like does like the batarang thing to knock them all out. Right. And then Flash runs in to like catch them before they land on the ground. <laughs> They're heroes, right? And and then they see what's behind the door. And there's another glass wall in front of them. They break in and it's Clark in there, right? Yeah. But it's not Clark Kent that we know. It's probably not even named Clark Kent. It's um, Kal-El. But it looks like he's been in prison his entire life. What the heck? And he is not Superman. He is like, he's like Jay Baruchel. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know who that is? Yeah, that's so mean. I mean he's a skinny guy. I agree with you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just he looks like super skinny. Timothy. Yeah, like super pale. And Flash is like, what do they do to you, right? And then even Batman was like, this guy is supposed to help us? <laughs> this is our savior? And it really looks like he hasn't seen any humans like yeah. ever almost. Like he's so, he's like a prisoner, quiet, doesn't even like, I don't know, cannot relate for some reason. So Cyborg uses like his sonic cannon to break into the, the cell and they take him out. And he's like scared and shivering. But Flash is like, I'm here to help you. Um, and like, don't worry, we're going to get you free and get you out of here. So then they take him, right? And they're like running through the, the sewers out of Metropolis. They get out to um, some daylight. And finally, like this, version of Clark it's the first time he's ever seen the sun wow and it is like beautiful to him right yeah and even like Batman's like is this guy like flying because he's starting to like float off the ground right uh, the sun is a source of Superman's power he's really just feeling it for the first time now yeah he's never um, been outside before and he sees it and a bunch of guards follow them out there and they're about to shoot them up but Superman turns around and uses like eye beams lasers to like cut one of the guy's arms off and it, even that like surprises him, like shocks him, like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. But he can do it even, right? Yeah. Um, but then Superman just flies off and leaves them on their own. It's like he's scared. Yeah, too terrified. And now the three of them, Cyborg, Flash, and Batman look back at the guards and like, okay, so what now? Right. And it's like, that guy was supposed to save us and now he just left us. <laughs> 
Um, that's where we're going to leave it off. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more to the story, a lot more to be revealed. Uh, Flashpoint is one of those Elseworlds book, or not really Elseworlds, but like it became like a separate multiverse world. It's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because then there's other stories about just being in this world. Uh, I think like Batman and Superman and the Themyscirans and stuff have their own like stories. Storyline. Yeah. That you could buy. Um, and definitely like the Batman lore in Flashpoint gets deeper and pretty cool. I think it's pretty fun when you think about it. it it, it did it did catch on. It was pretty popular, right? Yeah. Got a lot of cool ideas in here. The the Thomas Wayne thing was obviously like the big twist that was maybe the funnest in the book. Yeah. And, and I, I could see why they brought it back and maybe expanded it even further. Yeah. the There's more twists to his characters, like Joker is not the same Joker. That's really cool. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, the the Flash um, kind of like resets the timeline again, and that introduces the new 52. Yeah. Um, the Flash movie that's coming out seems like it's going to do the same thing. Really reading this, I think I'm kind of excited, more excited for the, the movie now. Yeah. I like the whole premise of this. I think they're going to do away with the extra stuff, like the war going on. Yeah. Uh, clean it up a bit. Um, but right. also work it into what's existing, like with the Man of Steel stuff, I think will be cool to That's see. That's kind of cool. Um, and what's interesting in the movie is he go he goes back in time and essentially there's two of him. That's where true. This one is just like kind of altered and he's in that mind state, I guess, that yeah. body. So there's not two Barry Allens in this. When the movie, there is. Right. There's twins yeah. type of thing going on. I don't know. So in my head, there has to be a reason for that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it's just some quirky, fun stuff to have yeah. two of them. Uh, I wonder how how, that, how that's gonna go. Yeah, um, yeah. Flashpoint is a big DC comic book storyline. Uh, really enjoyed it. Um, the artwork is very good. I think. I think Andy Kubert is one of those guys that draws the Justice League specifically like very well. Yeah, I think that he is part of like the DC house style. I can yeah. believe it. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it too. It's like cool action stuff in it. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that is uh, Flashpoint. Uh, I want to get into side stories. I do. I was going to talk about this last week, but I thought I should give it a week before I spoil it because I want to talk a lot about it. Mm, okay. Uh, Into the Spider-Verse uh, is the first one. <laughs> Across the Spider-Verse is what we watched last week. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you listening to this also watched it. So uh, I'm not even going to wait. I'm going to get into spoilers already. So just be warned. Uh, it is very good. I think it was probably my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time now. Wow. Okay. I was going to ask if you liked it more than the first one even well because like the first one a lot of people say that was really great mm -hmm. and it's their favorite one and i think like yes it was very good but it's not my favorite spider-man movie and this one surpassed it by a lot i think this is i like this more than the first one and i still debate if it's the, my favorite or not i don't i don't know what it is i'll I have think, to i'll have to uh meditate on it i think it is my favorite one now yeah um the progression of the movie is what i like because it kind of like ramped everything up kept going uh there were times where i felt like okay this is the end of the movie and it kind of kept going like i felt like there's three acts and those acts had like this like anticipation towards the end okay it so steps like, towards yeah and, it, uh, and the music helps because it like builds it up and i felt like wow this is it's really exciting of a movie yeah for really sure. fun colorful of course but not just like it felt like i wasn't watching a cartoon no yeah, yeah. you know what i mean i mean it has so many different art styles yeah in the movie it's hard to list call it a cartoon anymore right yeah yeah um and then um i think the acting is improved 
improved in it too. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked it because in the beginning we're following uh, Gwen. Right. So it's almost as as much of a Gwen story at first, at least in the beginning, than a, a Miles story. Absolutely. Um, by the end, it's probably um, like a 50-50 kind of story because we're they're both kind of like trying to get to each other. Right. Uh, I really like the cliffhanger that they leave it on. You do? Okay. So exciting to see, to think about where it's going to go. Um, to, on that, I... I mean, it's not like I hate the cliffhanger itself. Yeah. It's just the fact that movies kind of do that now where movies are episodes of a TV show now, right? They're sure. like, leave a cliffhanger's there is like kind of more prominent thing in movies now. Yeah. Does it, it leaves you in a weird feeling in your stomach. Like, oh, well, I kind of wanted to see a bit more. And that's where they want us, but it's like... Yeah, to me, I, th- I thought I was pretty satisfied with the movie, not wanting more yet. Like, um, to me, this is Empire Strikes Back. This is Infinity War. It ends with the hero in a worse place than he started in the movie. True, yeah. Um, and it's very much like leading into the next one. So, like, I I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I like the approach they had to the movie, The where it's infinite possibilities right it's yeah. infinite thing so what they did was bring it more down to characters personal yeah. problems even though on the grand scale of spider-man's world right and i thought that was a great great decision like i think you're gonna do that and you will bring it close to character but it was done well here yeah um i think it was really clever how they kind of um got the plot to fit in, mm-hmm. that, in the story that they already established from the first one true yeah um i didn't expect it it was a surprising like conflict for the movie um miguel O'Hara is really cool. I <laughs> love that character of 2099 Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, they made multiverse not like a... Uh... It's there. It's the Spider Verse. It's the multiverse, but it's not like uh, a crutch for the movie, like a, like how I feel like some other ones do. Oh, okay. Uh, it's just like a tool, almost. Right. Yeah. For the for the plot, but it's not like uh, I don't know. It, it feels like it's not heavily reliant. It's really about the characters. Yeah, I think so. I think like well, your problems are in any problems in the world. It's just the whole world is multiple universes. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, just boiling it down to each of those two characters, Gwen and. And Miles, like you really felt it's it was more of a moody movie than the first one for sure, sure right? Yeah. Um, they're all they're both teenagers, like down in the dumps type of thing. Yeah, they lean more towards the the love connection between them. Yeah, than the first one. Um, and the stuff about Miles and his parents now is like heavier. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they're all in their head about how they view each other. Right. Yeah. And then um, they make the father figure kind of uh, more important to Miles. They sh- really show their connection there. Yeah. Because, like I said, spoiler, it looks like the father's going to be the one to be the cost of being Spider-Man by the, the next movie. It's like a destined thing. Yeah. At first, I was like, this is the idea that like Spider-Man has these story benchmarks. Yeah. It makes sense, but also like kind of like, why? Why would that be true? But I guess also it's like, I well, it's comics. It's what makes him Spider-Man. Okay. Right. And this is true in the comics too. Like Spider-Man is the most tragic character. Yeah, at times, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the reason like he has that understanding of responsibility right. is because of the loss he's suffered. Something, yeah. I mean, that, that already happened though. His uncle already died. Yeah, but he was never supposed to be Spider-Man. He's an anomaly oh, right. compared to all the other Spider-Man. It's a different story. He's like a, a broken one. Right, okay, right? okay. So to correct it, they have to like do that again, right? Mm. Because like he wasn't even supposed to be Spider-Man. His that spider came from a different universe, right? Okay, which I, they they shoehorned that in, right? I don't think that was told in the first one. I have no idea. I can't remember. So I was just kind of along for the ride at yeah. that point, but yeah, I don't remember that at all. 
Yeah. I, I know the spider came out of, is it Alchemax? Alchemax, yeah. Which, uh, yeah. So, but they, I think they introduced that it's from another universe just in this movie. Okay. Yeah. The like particle accelerator stuff and just the visual effects of it yeah. with that new villain spot. I think it's yeah. pretty dope. Like still the, the art production in this movie is just super fun to see. Right. Yeah. When they go to like, um, the, I don't know what you call it, but Nueva York where it's like all the Spider-Man headquarters. Yeah, the future. Like Citadel or whatever. 2099. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many like funny Easter eggs in there. And like, the whole, like I think everything prior to that is pretty funny too. Yeah. So it's not just heavy stuff. That's true. Some jokes here and there that I really enjoy. But yeah, I don't know. The, like there's shots of like, uh, that looks like paintings too. Yeah. Even like the moody, slow scenes. Right. Like back and forth flipping between characters. You're like, this looks like it was painted by hand. Right, yeah. I love it. Because um, like every universe kind of has its own art style. Yeah. So when they cross universes and go to different ones, like they don't even look like they fit in that universe. It's like in the beginning when like the vulture was fighting yeah. them and he looked totally different uh, than what's in Gwen's universe. And then in 2099, Spider-Man comes in, he looks kind of different too, yeah. right? So I really enjoyed how they made that art style work for like, oh, you can kind of tell like if you're from this universe or not. Yeah. Th- there's a dumb funny jokes now. Like there's the Lego world. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, so the- that Lego scene, did you know that was created by, <laughs> animated by like a 14 year old kid? Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's funny. Well, they, they just pulled him in there? Like, I think he does like YouTube videos with Legos or something. So they're like, let's just get him to do that scene. That's hilarious. Really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's a question. Yeah. Uh, the spot travels different universes, right? Yeah. But I'm assuming there's a Spider-Man in every universe he goes to. That's the idea of the Spider-Verse, right? I guess so, yeah. He goes into the one that Venom is in. Yeah. So there's a Spider-Man in that universe? I guess there is, or there's at least the spider is there. Or is Venom considered a Spider-Man totem kind of thing? Given that it's the same universe, or is it just the same Chinese lady? <laughs> like a different variant of that lady. Uh, but yeah, I think, I, I think we just haven't seen spider-man yet in the universe but there is one yeah because that's in san francisco and spider-man's in new york yeah and i know who i want it to be oh yeah <laughs> who's your new york guy well i want it to be andrew garfield spider-man okay okay um and we had him and the, like they're yeah, connecting to live action they showed live action stuff i mean it's like there's infinite possibilities that i was more close to it you know i don't know yeah um there's a live action cameo in it that i was like that's pretty funny yeah thanks um <laughs> do you think i know they're making a live action miles morales movie uh what they're trying to say in this is that he's the only miles morales spider-man because he was never supposed to be spider-man is this character going to continue on into live action as him holy crap i didn't even think of that because they're trying to say there's only one of him yeah and there are easter eggs too that the mcu is one of the universes within the multiverse and like when we see other miles is definitely not spider-man sure yeah yeah how do you know Uh, yeah, I that'd be kind of fun, like like the connection of animated live action. I've been saying this before this movie came out, like that would just be super fan service. Let's do it. Yeah, um, it's just such a good movie, so fun to watch. Um, Keeps the excitement there. Um, yeah, I, I put it in my top five comic book movies of all time. Wow. Okay. I, yeah, I re- want to rewatch it again already. Yeah, it was a lot more uh, darker edge than the first one, so I like it more. Yeah, uh, I wish there's more Peter B. Parker. Oh yeah, because I really like that character, and it seems like we're gonna get more of him in the next one. The way it ended with them kind of like divided. There's Miguel O'Hara's team of Spider-Man, which is like all of them, and then but Gwen had her like little p- group of Spider characters. Yeah, like Spider Rebels or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I really like that. 
that. Um, Spider Punk was a great addition for sure. Yeah, Hobie. Yeah, yeah. So all in all, like I really liked it. Their decisions to what Spider Man to pull in, like the Indian Spider Man, and yeah. just like things like that. There's like that cartoon Spider Man, the ones that are kind of shorter. There is. Oh, yeah. Like uh, I think it's the Amazing Spider Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had like a line in it. Like he was talking yeah, to. Yeah, that's Miles. yeah. It's so fun. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the, what, it's called across the Spider Verse, which yeah. makes sense. They're traveling through different universes. Yeah. What does Beyond the Spider Verse mean? The next movie, like, what does that even? Mean? Are we going to get into different characters' universe, multiverse? What is that? How are we going to? Is it going to get expanded even further? I wonder if he's going to encounter Madam Web. Okay. All right. And then Madam Web like, like lays it out. Like uh, takes. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like it's kind of like the Oracle, and like remember, like Neo thought he was the one. And the Oracle kind of guided him. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, what she said is he's not the one, but later revealed that he's the one. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think M- Miguel O'Hara's character was very cool, though um, misguided. I like it. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those characters where it's like, not bad, but the antagonist to the hero. Absolutely. Yeah. He sees himself as the anti-hero, right? Like, yeah. I'm, do- I'm doing the rough things for the good. Right. Yeah. And um, Oscar Isaac was great in that role. I do like the idea of him, his idea of the Spider-Verse, or maybe everyone's idea, is wrong. And maybe there is something more to it. And that's what beyond the Spider-Verse means. Could be, yeah. Yeah, the unraveling of it all, the exp- explanation, I guess. Yeah. But um, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It is a lot better than the first one, I think. And my favorite Spider-Man movie. Mm, okay, I love it. Uh, I totally agree with that one. Are you good with, with that across the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Um, so talking about bringing something, a new fresh face to everything, I've been watching the reboot of the Save by the Bell show. <laughs> Why? Dude, Save by the Bell, that's, I, you know, I watched so much TV when I was a kid and Save by the Bell was a big part of that. It's probably like the most syndicated show ever, maybe. It was like on every channel. So you just watch so much of it. Yeah. And so I have such nostalgia for that. that it's so weird because I have nostalgia for it. Yeah. And we're different generations, right? Yeah. It just was on syndication for so long that watching this new reboot thing, it puts a smile on my face. It's so... It's so different. It's it's kind of different, but there's a lot of elements that are similar. Like they're not making it as if it's real anymore. Like Saved by the Bell, you don't believe this is really happening. I believed it. When you were a kid. <laughs> Maybe I did too. But looking at it at an adult lens, it's like, that's outrageous. Zach Morris would do this, can freeze time and all that. But this is doing it from the same thing, but new, right? The next generation <laughs> of characters. I mean, it has the same characters in there, like Zach Morris, I think now is like a, a senator, right, for California. Okay. And then they have like Jesse Spano is there. Uh, um, AC Slater is like the, the school's uh, gym coach. Okay. So it's just bringing those characters. They're the adults now, and now there's a new generation of kids that we're revolving around. I want to see Lisa's stepbrother, Eric. Oh, man. <laughs> you get killed off. <laughs> Um, yeah, him bringing like that gigantic. Oh no, this is Jesse's stepbrother. Eric. Is it Jesse's? Yeah, because he okay. wanted to date Lisa. He falls in love with Lisa, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's like a lot of yeah. So there's countless Easter eggs or references to like yeah. every episode. Is just it's a Saved by the Bell verse. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's just a Saved by the Bell like callback. Like the whole episode is that. Cool. Most episodes are. And it's, 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 they have like new characters involved that were revolving around like, so the twist is half of the students 
come from a poor school and they're brought into the rich Bayside. Palisades Bayside. And that's the twist on it to revamp it, to make it new, fresh, right? Yeah. Basically, half of them are AC Slater, right? Okay. Yeah. The I think the show is just meta enough, right? Oh. Just the right amount of referencing the old thing and like callbacks and making fun of itself for sure, right? Yeah. They'll like talk about things they did in the 80s and how stupid it is. Like the like caffeine pills is what you get. Yeah. Stuff like things like that. They're, they're, they're making fun of itself. There's I remember there's a scene where AC Slater is dancing like he did in the old show. Okay. And the whole crowd goes silent like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> what is this 80s dancing? But they love it, right? So it's, it's still... Uh, uh, some good Easter eggs there that I, I really enjoyed. Um, the new actors are living up to it. I think. I think they're doing a fine job of of the, it's it's revitalized for for the present day. Right? They have a a trans character. There's a, a girl, a girl who's on the football team. There's things like that to make it like the modern day, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, there's references to the differences in the poor and the rich there, and yeah. how everything is handed to the poor. And the I think the more the main characters are the the poor kids traveling to the nice Palisade School okay. of Bayside. I think the so they do have like Zach Morris's son is one of the cast. Yeah, and he's playing like the same kind of thing. Is he the only one that's like connected? to a previous uh, character? N- no. So there's also Jesse Spano's son is also oh, okay, a character. So he's like the jock character, kind of oh. kind of like the AC Slater type. The thing he's the jock he's the jock that's not athletic. What? Yeah, because you know kids nowadays don't know how to do anything like that. Okay. They're not athletic, they are vegan and things like that. Uh new age LA type stuff, right? Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot this is LA. Yeah. So um it's it's got similar jokes same funny like outrageous scenarios the the zach son his name is mac i think and he just does all of these scams or whatever or pulls pranks and it's like the camera is on them like like how are you pulling off these things when the poor kids like so you just pull pranks all day like that's what you you don't study and try at school yeah i'm rich i my my dad can pay (laughs) for it type of thing I've watched you watch a couple of these episodes. Yeah. And um, I'm thinking to myself, oh, this is so like Disney Channel acting, bad acting. Not like the original, which was very good. <laughs> like in my head, I'm like, I know the original was even worse, but it's just, it was mine. So this is worse. Like I don't, I know it's, it's the same, almost the same thing. It's a quality wise. It's a little bit better. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's same bad acting. It's just like so you have to enjoy it for that. You have to look at it that way. I have I have a feeling these actors could act better, but the director's like, no, no, you gotta dumb it down. You gotta dumb it down. It's simple. Um, yeah, I, I it's just another I don't know sitcom to plop on or sh- old show. Like uh-huh. it gives me those good old vibes of just like flipping through the channels on TV and watching something. I you don't really like get those nowadays. I think it has to be a reboot of something, and now you'll get the same feeling. In the original series, mm-hmm. Belding was a huge part of it, and was very like the opposition to the kids. Sometimes, yeah. Is he the or the principal now? Is he just as big as Belding was? Because I don't think so. I think he doesn't show up as much. It's a whole new principal, right? Yeah. Um, but he is more of 
like the punching bag. Okay. Belding is sometimes, but he had more authority, right? Yeah, and this, Belding was like every episode, he was like a plot, part of the plot. Sure. Um, whereas this one seems like he's just popping up every now and then. Every now and then, kind of just like, the school has to have a principal, so let's have one. He's not as much of a main character, I think. Yeah. Um, because I think there's more adult characters, right? They have- That's true. AC Slater, Jesse Spano, and even Zach showing up more in the series. Uh-huh. Uh, like they're c- continuing on with the characters, and it's funny because AC and Jesse did not end up together, and it's well, yeah, they don't end up together in the show, right? But so th- that's like another like tension on the show. It's like, will they end up together? Okay, <laughs> after all these years, I don't know. I don't know. Will they figure it out that they belong together? Because Kelly did end up with Zach. They got married. Well, they got married in the show. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just that was a show that you just watched when you like everyone watched it, right? Like. You watch the main one for so much, and then some of the college years, and then years later you find out there's a prequel where they're younger and you just didn't never. What's it called? Like Mrs. Whatever. Oh, that, I mean that was like season one. Yeah, where they had like it was like in their like middle, middle school. school. Yeah. yeah, Mrs. Um, I forgot her name. Yeah, but it. I just did not know that existed for so long. Really? I, I knew that. That was. I watched that first. Yeah. Well, I I watched the reruns, obviously, right? <laughs> it was done by the time I started watching. Yeah, I, for some reason I did not know. It's, it's like when I didn't know there was a Dragon Ball, and I watched all of Dragon Ball Z first. It was that okay. type of thing. <laughs> so what about this? Um, after Saved by the Bell, there was Saved by the Bell the new class. I don't even know what that. It was a brand new like class of kids. Yeah. Um, Screech was the assistant principal. Really, to Mr. Belding. Um, and get this, that had more episodes than the original series. Seriously? Yeah, it went longer. But that wasn't rerun, uh, syndicated as much. I guess not. I. I've only seen reruns. I've never heard of this one either. Yeah, it's about the new class. And honestly, you know what? It's not bad. I like it. I like... Do you like the, it for the original same reason? more, but it's still enjoyable. The new class, they, um, I don't know. It's like the same style and everything, but it's just newer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not as good because it's not a, just a nostalgia thing. Right. But if I could watch it now, I would. The new class. Yeah, I honestly did not know this occurred. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's so um, it went so long that they had like a rotation of characters. Like, oh really? Um, some of them left, and uh, new characters came in. So like, it, I don't know why no one watched it, but it lasted longer than the original series. No kidding, really? Yeah, I want to look up where I could watch it. Yeah, because I'm watching this on Peacock. Now okay. just flipping through the channels. Of the, the, the menu screen, right? And I just try to give it a chance. It, it's a, no, no, not a new show. It's like there's two seasons already. It's probably canceled already, the, the reboot. How many seasons have you watched already? One and a half. So there's two, I think, on there at least. Okay. And I'm thinking, I hope it's not canceled. I'm enjoying myself. I like it. <laughs> um, yeah, that's what I've been watching, Saved by the Bell, the reboot. I'm going to look for the old ones. Where can I watch the old ones? Probably there too, <laughs> my, my, my guess. Do you have a favorite episode of the old ones? Um, favorite episode of the old ones. I don't know. Do you have one? Um, I like the one where they paired them up to be parents. Oh yeah, like Lisa and Screech. Lisa, yeah, and they turned out to be the perfect couple. No, the, it Is turns right? out Lisa was allergic to Screech, <laughs> so they had to break him up. Really? And they were doing like a practice thing where like, um, uh, Lisa, be more attentive to Screech, and we're gonna do a skit, right? Okay. So like, he pretends to come home from work, and she's like on the couch reading a newspaper and then he comes over like oh Lisa glad you're here I had a long day and she goes like ah Lisa no en casa <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I can tell that ain't your funny bone. It's uh, it's a, one of those weird jokes that just hits, like yeah, because it's funny. Um, usually you're not laughing because it's funny on Save by the Bell. You're laughing because it's stupid. Yeah, but that one I was like laughing because it's funny. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Yeah, the the laugh track does a lot of favors yeah. with that show. Um, there's a lot of classic ones. Like there's the camping one where like Belding is the nice guy this All time right. where he has the uh, the younger brother. Yeah. There's the where they like make businesses of like selling like buddy bands. All right. Yeah. That um, is that the same? There's the episode where they're like selling clothes and they like figure out how to close and open the lockers. Yeah, that's when Lisa. I think Lisa did something where she like owed a lot of money to yeah. her parents, so they're selling all her clothes. Right. Okay. I know which is my favorite episode. It's the one where they throw a party at Scrooge's house. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, where they like ruin the Elvis statue? cookie. Yeah. Was it a statue or a, a, jar. a cookie jar? Something like that. Yeah. And the mom left for an Elvis concert. Yeah. That's my favorite. That's a good episode. Because then they play poker, right? Right. To like from so the, the, nerd, the rich nerd guy. <laughs> They're the Palisades. <laughs> They're all rich. <laughs> Yeah, there's somebody. I mean, the college years are fine, and also the the when they go to the the beach, that's like a fun. It feels like on a vacation because like you're not yeah. at Bayside. You know what's weird about that is that it felt really long. Yeah, like I thought it was like a season where they're at the beach. It was only like six episodes. Really? Yeah. It does feel like a whole summer, right? They call it a whole. Yeah. summer. Yeah, he like falls in love with um, King of Queens, Leia Remini. Yeah, <laughs> he could have been um, the King of Queens. <laughs> Would that have been a better show? <laughs> yeah. There's, yeah, there's some funny, there's this fun thing they did with Zach's character where, you know, like that actor played a lawyer on a different show. Yeah. um, Franklin and Bash. They worked it in where like, that's his backstory. He used to be a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like that amount of meta. That's stupid. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'd give it a try only if you watch Saved by the Bell at least 10 times in its entirety like I have. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I've been watching. Um, I can talk about Saved by the Bell forever, but we better end it. Um, If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. It really helps us out. And if you could also leave a review, uh, you could do that on, I think you could do it on Spotify, but you could definitely do it on Apple Podcasts. Absolutely. Appreciate that, guys. You can also do us a favor and uh, get to us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's talk over there, too. Okay, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Till then, could you hit him with the outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. See you guys. 